Hey guys, what's up? It's Tyler Kluver. This is the Snapped Podcast. So glad that you're joining me. On this podcast, we're going to talk about diet, exercise, mindset, training, sports, performance, and any of the things that we discuss, me or the guests that I bring on, is going to help you get better and help you get healthier in some way or another. We're glad you're here. Sit back, relax. Let's have it. Wednesday right here except for when I get COVID we are back can never find the right spot to put this microphone if you're watching on the YouTube which you are not because nobody watches the YouTube versions of this and that's okay but if you find yourself in a dark boring place on some random day and you start this episode and you're like you know what maybe I should go check out what it looks like on the YouTube maybe I do want to see Tyler just sitting in his office in a pink sweatshirt, talking to the camera, facial expressions, hand motions, instead of just the audio version of this, you could go and search Tyler Kluver on YouTube, find my channel that is primarily health and fitness based, right? It's not just the podcast channel. There's a few other things. In fact, um, I believe if you dive deep enough into my YouTube, you can go find some long snapping tape from my junior year of high school. In fact, I believe it's the going into my junior year. It's really good. I'm in like a untied uh, Jordans and the snaps are God awful. Somehow that tape got me into college. Anyway, that's not the point of this podcast. Maybe we could go over some long snapping stuff at some point, but the point of today's podcast is, drum roll, I'm starting a new strength program. In fact, by the time you've heard this, I have already done two days, the first two days of the strength program uh, that, I, that I'm starting, that we're about to talk about. Not only that, but my nutrition is going to look slightly different as well as we enter this strength program slash uh, sort of the next phase, right? So you guys are on a, a roller coaster with this podcast and part of it's my fault. Part of it is just getting COVID. But if you go back far enough, um, bah, 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 let's try and find it. In fact, because this is what we do on this podcast. If you go back far enough to episode oh man where's that i don't even know hold on if you go back to there we go episode 24 episode 24 i titled my new goal crossfit game semis 2022 right that's a bit clickbaity because the chances that i make semis are very very slim However, that was back on April 7th, right? April 7th, so about five months ago, a little over five months ago. And I decided that my goal was I was going to really focus in on CrossFit, which I did um, and, and really haven't stopped doing. 
but there's been some bumps and some reshaping of the programming along the way, right? So through April, um, basically all the way into June, I was killing it, right? Not only was I, um, not only was I working out CrossFit, how I wanted to, you know, my training had gotten up to, you know, really about minimum 75 minutes a day. Sometimes it would, it would be closer to two hours a day. Um, that was the, the whole reason we did that podcast was because I was finally recovered from my broken rib or my cracked rib. And I was super motivated and I'm still super motivated to, to chase after some CrossFit um, milestones or goals. Right. Um, and that all went swimmingly and I was training both, uh, half marathon training and CrossFit all the way up until about four or five weeks ago, right? It would have been five weeks ago where you find episode 42 change of plans, which was, yeah, about a month ago. Right. And that was when I basically had to stop all my training, both running and CrossFit for like two weeks. Um, So nothing really changed there, but it feels like a major change in, uh, in my training because it felt like I got put back to where I made that decision in April. And so right now it almost feels like a restart, right? I am, uh, let's see, COVID would have happened. Yeah. Just over a month ago, I got COVID. I would say that on the surface level, I am 100% recovered from COVID. I am 95% of the way back to where I was before I got COVID fitness wise, which is really, really incredible. And I think speaks to why you should be healthy and fit and you should work out and you should eat clean and you should go about your life in a way that furthers your health and tries to protect you naturally against um, cancers, diseases, viruses, all those things, right? That should be your number one defense is your own health and your own uh, behavior. So I'm, you know, one month out of COVID and I'm fully recovered and uh, we're basically diving back into, this is the full circle, why I mentioned it, going all the way back to that episode 24, we're now able to fully dive back into CrossFit training and prepping for the CrossFit Open. Um, And what that looks like is I need to get stronger and I need to get fitter and I need to basically get better in every single way. What does that mean, right? isn't CrossFit just a bunch of, is it CrossFit just CrossFit, right? Like, is there not segmented training? Um, and at, at, a, at a base level, yes, CrossFit can just be sort of a mix and match of movements at a, you know, different timeframes for uh, different reps, all this stuff, just basically create your own circuit and go as hard as you can. That's basically what CrossFit is. Uh, but at a higher level, it does require a little bit of sp- uh, specification in your training which when you look at, at, at the macro level turns into a CrossFit program, right? So what does that look like for me? As I sit here in this pink sweatshirt and I'm about to talk about strength training. Well, as we've mentioned on the show before, I think several times before, if we haven't, congratulations. You get to hear me talk about it now. I am not strong. I am not strong. We could go over the history of my strength, but I don't think you worry, you you care so much about that. Maybe we talk about that in a later episode, 
Um, you know, definitely we'll talk about some of that stuff. If I hit new PRs or we get up to some levels I've never been at before, but we are a ways away from that. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So as we approach, in fact, here we go. We're going to search something else on the podcast while we do it. This is all stuff that I should have, uh, should have had done before. Um, but I don't do because this is a fly by the seat of our pants podcast. Um, the CrossFit open 2022 will start on February 24th of next year, February 24th, which means how many days until February 24th, 2022. And what's great about the internet is you just search that and it literally comes up on Google. You don't even have to click a link. We have 155 days. 155 days until the CrossFit Open starts. Now, realistically, my goal is to advance out of the Open in the top 10% of the United States and participate and, you know, compete fairly well in what is called the quarterfinals. The quarterfinals, right? So <clears throat> um, I basically have to be top 10% of everybody that signs up. And that's pretty good, right? Most people who are signing up for the open can do all the movements, um, the majority. And so to be top 10%, uh, which I think ended up, you know, last year was about the top 15,000 people in the country uh, that do CrossFit. Um, that's the goal, right? Now, top 15,000, for those who are unfamiliar with maybe how large the CrossFit community is, for some, that may sound like really, really good. Like, wow, 15,000 people, that's it, advance. Um, that would mean that only 150,000 men do the CrossFit Open. That's not a hard goal for me. Like, to be fairly honest, I'm in this weird middle space where as long as all my training goes well and I stick to it and I go give a full effort, I will be in the top 10%. Um, but while I will easily probably make the top 10% without, I, I could train one workout a day for the next 155 days and, and make the top 10%. However, if I want to be competitive at all in that next step, the quarterfinals within that 10%, um, which the top, oh, the top. So here's how specified it gets out of that top 10%, 150 or 15,000 people, right? 1% of that would be, um, 150 people, right? So they take the top 1% of the top 10% onto the third stage, which is semifinals. I will not make that top 1% um, of the top 10%. So I'm in this weird middle ground where I'm trying to be competitive and get as high as I can up towards that level. To do that, I need to strength train. I need to specifically work on different skills that are gonna show up. I need to specifically work on different ways to improve my uh, my power output, my long-term cardio, all these things that are kind of broken down into what a competitive CrossFitter would work on. And the thing that I lack the most 
when it comes to being competitive in CrossFit is strength. I am not strong. I was in a division one football locker room with a bunch of linemen and big linebackers and fucking running backs who they all had squats that were upper four hundreds, if not in the fives, probably 500 was your average squat, right? I would say five, 500 pounds was your average max squat in the Iowa weight room. Um, it might've been more than that actually, because a lot of the little guys who were receivers or DBs, um, even like some of the specialists, they would squat up in the mid four hundreds to 500. So your average squat is probably, uh, in, in like the mid five hundreds, right? My max squat while I was at Iowa, while I was still eligible, right? Not counting when I put on a ton of weight and did add some strength in my training for pro day, my top squat got as high as 420. 15 pounds, I believe 415 or 420 pounds. That's it. Now that sounds like a lot to some of you, right? Some of you listening are like, well, goddamn, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That means when you're working with like 70%, 70, 80%, you're up in the three hundreds, you got three plates, three wheels, right? And that's great for, you know, like your average Joe in the gym. But even if you walk, if you walked into the walkie YMCA, which is about a mile and a half from my house, you could find one out of every four guys working out in there that are in their thirties or forties could squat 400 pounds. Like it's not that impressive for a guy to squat 400. It's not that big of a deal. So that begs the question, well, how close are you, how close are you to that right now, Tyler? Like, where are you at? Where's your, where's your max squat? And I'll tell you, it's not even close. It's not even close. I, um, and I'll talk about it in a second, uh, part of this program, part of any squat program or part of any strength program is you usually have to find, um, some starting numbers, right? So for anybody out there looking to do a strength program, which I actually have one on my website, tylerkluver.com, shameless plug, it's called Crossbreed. It's a program that I put together and built. It's a five day a week program. Um, that's focused on the main lifts of squat, bench, deadlift, and overhead press, um, and it works pretty damn well. In fact, one of the local high schools around here implemented it as um, as a three-month cycle that they do. Uh, if you start a, if you start a program, a strength program, you have to figure out what your current max is uh, because programs are usually percentage-based, right? If you don't know your relative strength, it's hard to work at a relative uh, percent of that strength to then get stronger, right? So I had to find a squat max on Monday. How you do that with this program is you don't, and really how you should do it with most programs is you should find a five rep max, right? Something that you, a five rep max is a great range where five and the difference between five and six reps um, really isn't that much, but when you do hit the right weight, it's a weight where the fifth rep is really difficult, but not so difficult that you're, you know, that the chances of you failing are very high, but you definitely know that that sixth rep is not going to happen. Right. So for me, I put on, um, and got up to ready for it. 255 the other day, 255. Now 
granted, I have not back squatted in a long, long time. Um, the, the past squat cycles that I've been doing, I even talked about one of them on the podcast. They've all been front squat. Main reason for that is because in CrossFit, you're catching uh, cleans in the front rack position and you have to stand them up. And I wanted to be strong in that position. However, this specific squat cycle is a little bit different and doesn't bode well for a, uh, for a front squat. I got to 255 and I told myself, you know what, I'll just because I then have to do my actual working set, my first day of the program after I find a max, I'm not going to find a true five rep max. I'm just going to estimate because I know my body. I got up to 255 and 255 was way harder than it needed to be, right? Uh, gave myself um, theoretically 275, right? And I don't think that I could do much more over 275 for a set of five right now. If you're wondering, well, okay, well, 275 is, is not awesome, but, you know, um, what would that be if you calculated it out to a, to a one rep max? Well, let me tell you, 275, um, let me just put this in here. Uh, we did 275 pounds for five reps, and that gives me about a 310 one rep max. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I threw on 315, I could do one rep, right? Which is about right. I can throw on 315 pounds and do one measly rep of squat. For those that come from the Iowa Hawkeye background, right, and know who Brady Ross is, uh, former fullback, the fullback that was in between Drake Kulik and Monty Potabom, right? So he played in 18, 19, 20, 18, 19, mostly. Um, yeah, it would have been 18, 19. Uh, he once sent me a video of him doing 350, 350. So that's 35 pounds over my one rep max. He did 350 for 20 reps. That's absurd. Now he's a huge squatter. He has like a 600 plus pound squat, but that's, that's the kind of difference that we're looking at, right? On this website, strengthlevel.com, where I did that calculation, uh, it tells me that my strength level for squat is intermediate. And usually on these, they're talking about for the normal person. So even for a normal person who's not an athlete, an ex-Division one athlete, my squat level is still only a three out of five stars. And I'm dead center of most people. So that's not good. Where does this take us to? Why am I rambling about squat numbers and Brady Ross and all this bullshit? Well, it takes us to this. Usually how this CrossFit thing works is you want to be in your best conditioning shape, right? You're never going to be able to peak your conditioning shape, your long-term cardio, your power output, your, your pure strength levels, your body weight movement. You're never going to be able to peak all of these levels that are sort of tested as part of CrossFit at the same time. So the general idea in CrossFit around the CrossFit open for most people, unless you're super, super elite is you want to peak your conditioning as you get into the open, right? That's what you want to be at the, at the best. Um, that doesn't mean that you'll be weak or that you'll lose all the strength work that you do now. Otherwise you wouldn't do it, but you want to peak your conditioning. You might be 
you know, three to five to 10% off of your max strength levels at that, at that point, but it's okay because they're not going to test the max. You're probably not going to need that max strength for the CrossFit open that first stage where everybody's able to compete. So people work on their strength earlier in the season and build that up and then work on the cardio and the real conditioning stuff as we get closer to the open. Well, we're 155 days out by my calculations. That's about five months exactly. And so that's about the perfect time to start working on a strength cycle. How are we going to do that? Well, 30 minutes into this podcast episode, you finally get to see and hear about the 20 rep squat program, the 20 rep squat program. Now, again, I'm going to search something on the podcast because I've known about this program for a while. I've seen several people use it in different forms and fashions. The general idea is that you don't even really need to find where you're at because it it kind of does it for you. The general idea is that you do one working set of squats um, every time you go to work out, right? So you're going to obviously warm up. For me, that looks like doing the bar, then doing 95, 135, 185. You know, if I was going to squat upwards of in the 200s, those would be my warm up sets, right? So maybe you take three or four warm up sets of three to five to 10 reps, whatever, to get those legs loose and warm, blood flowing. And then normally you'd go into like three sets of five at 75 or 80%, right? Those would be your working sets the sets that are actually going to tax you. There's one working set in this program, in this structure. Every day, which the general, and I'm going to go over the exact, you know, what it says. Uh, But every day you're going to do one working set of 20 reps, right? The idea here is, is that in the way some people do it, is you start with a super lightweight, you know, if you have a general idea of your max, you start with maybe 40% of your max or 50% of your max squat. And then you do a set of 20 and that's your set. You come back on Wednesday. This is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or three times a week program. You come back the second day and you add five pounds to what you did. You had five pounds to the bar. And you do a working set with 20 reps at that weight. And then on Friday, you come back and you add another five pounds. So you're 10 pounds up. You continue to add five pounds per week until you can no longer do a set of 20 with that weight. The idea here is it's, it's a very unorthodox sort of far out, uh, theory or, or program compared to most, right? You're going to, most times you're going to be doing multiple sets. You're going to be doing anywhere from, well, really anywhere from a single, like heavy singles upwards of six to eight reps, right? That's where your strength range is. This program and this training concept evidently started back like when Arnold was training. I think I read that it, the first person to ever do it was all the way back in like 1930s is when someone mentioned it. And the idea is that this one set 
is so physically demanding and you have to literally get up for it every day. I mean, this, this is a six week program, six weeks, 18 days of this. So by the end, 18 times five pounds per day of increase, you're going to end up doing 90 pounds more than you did when you started with. You have to buckle it in. My first day on Monday, I'm recording this on Wednesday. My first day on Monday, by the end of the set, anyone who knows you, who just do a set of 20 body, body weight squats or with 20 squats with the bar. By the end of it, you're breathing because you're so much time under tension. All of those reps, you're building that fatigue. It's not just a three rep and then you get to put the bar away, right? You, you are breathing. This turns into a cardio movement almost. You're sweating. And the first day, I was already struggling to finish those last five reps, right? Those last three reps. So, and my legs are torched today and we have to do another set right after this podcast. So the idea here is, um, the idea here is that we release all of this growth hormone and testosterone by this one grueling set of squat. And that is what creates the, obviously the muscle strain and and tears. And then you recover like a madman, which is going to also be part of this program. There's more than squat on this program. You do your squat. And then also on the days you work out on this program, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're also doing one set of 15 working set of deadlift, right? Um, you're doing pull-ups. You're doing, uh, I, I'm adding in curls. Um, and that is my Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I'm doing squat, deadlift, pull-ups, and, and, uh, and some arms, curls, and triceps. On the Tuesday, Thursday, most, I think, I think the idea originally was that you're supposed to rest on Tuesday, Thursday. I don't do that shit, obviously, um, because I still have a bunch of CrossFit stuff to get done on Tuesday, Thursday. I do more CrossFit Metcon type stuff. And then I also work in my, my Olympic lifting, my power cleans, my snatch, um, my bench and my overhead press. So I split those four main movements up bench and cleans on Tuesdays. I did that yesterday. Uh, tomorrow I'll do um, snatches and overhead press, um, as part of my strength stuff. But yeah, you're doing this squat three times per week. You're adding five, five pounds per week. And supposedly, supposedly, um, you're supposed to take, um, let's see, this was supposed to be, how, how did we figure this out? Um, you're supposed to go back 90 pounds from your one rep max. You're supposed to work back from your, your, your five rep max, I believe. Um, and make that five rep max, your new 20 rep max by the end of the, by the end of the program. So you find that five rep max, which for me was 275. You subtract the 90 pounds, which is the 18 weeks of adding five pounds per day or 18 workouts, adding five pounds per day. And then you start at that weight. For me, that was 185. So supposedly by the end of this workout or the end of this six week program, I am going to be doing a set of 20, a 20 rep max essentially with what 
the weight that I used as a five rep max, which is absolutely absurd. This obviously works on uh, being able to do a percentage of your max for long reps, more reps. There's more of a muscle endurance factor here as opposed to a straight up max peak one rep strength. But the idea is that if you can increase your five rep max to your 20 rep max to make it a 20 rep max, your top end strength is also going to improve. So by the end of this program, if I can do 275 for 20 in six weeks, theoretically being able to do 315 for one would be very, very easy at that point. Hopefully I could do 335 or 355 for one, right? And we could improve my max squat by 40 or 50 pounds, you know, and then eventually we, we take a little break from this program. We do some heavy lifting throughout the, the weeks following, and then we come back around to this and we try it again. And we try and work my max squat back up to the 400 pound range. That is what I need to do. That is why I'm starting a new program. There's going to be a lot of the, the, the shitty hard part about this is the lifting and everything required that goes along with the squat. We're not just getting stronger at the squat. We're also trying to get stronger at everything else. We're not taking full on rest days like this program is originally designed for. Um, we're going to be doing CrossFit workouts, um, shorter ones on the squat days, and then some longer ones that really work on a bunch of skill and technique and fatigue the body on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well. Um, and so it's going to be very, very difficult to get through this program. Uh, the one thing I forgot to mention was if you miss a day before you get to the end of the six weeks where you try and load your bar up and you just cannot do 20 reps at that weight, um, I believe you, you do another max set up to, um, up upwards of 20. I doubt you hit 20 after you missed 20 the first time. So say you get like 16 reps and you just can't do anymore. You then load, you rest, plenty rest, come back to the bar. You do another max set. Say this time you get 12 or 13. That's your work for the day. And then two days later, when you come back for what would be the next day of the program, you put on that same weight and see if you can hit it for 20. And then you continue from there. Um, and you do that until you can no longer do it. I think three days in a row. Uh, if you miss the same weight three three work days in a row, which would be one week's worth of workouts, then you have to drop the weight and um, and kind of backtrack two two or three steps back before you can con continue to progress. The other component of this program, because I don't do well at when I start talking about this stuff, it just gets nerdy and a ton of it's just filler bullshit that you guys don't care about. Is what will my what will my nutrition look like to um, to accompany this uptick in strength training and me trying to put on strength. By the way, what happens when you put on strength usually? Well, you're usually going to be putting on muscle, right? Very rarely does a very rarely does a uh, does a person just get stronger. There are a couple specific instances when this happens, usually right when someone starts working out. Um, you, where you get stronger without putting on much weight or much muscle, but mass moves mass. And so for my body to go for, from where I'm at right now to where it needs to be, we're probably going to gain some weight, right? Hopefully a really, really good and lean five to 10 pounds of muscle while I do this. How does that happen? 
I now need to be in a calorie surplus and I need to be super focused on protein. If you want to gain good weight and strength, you need to be in a calorie surplus, a small one. I would say 300 to 500 calories, meaning you eat 300 to 500 more calories per day than you are burning. That burn now increased because of the kind of workouts that I'm doing. So I have to be eating quite a bit right now. And as part of those calories in the macronutrient breakdown, you need to be getting at least 30% of those calories. I would say try and do more from protein, right? Um, so for me, that looks like I'm now going to be adding in a protein shake every single day, which I have not done for months, really. I haven't done protein shakes. I don't even, maybe years. Um, they've always, protein powder has just sort of been a supplement to if I need more protein um, during my day. Now it is more than ever. So we're going to be doing a dedicated protein shake that is an extra 20 to 40 grams of protein. We're adding in creatine, which is I, I, a whole other podcast to go over creatine or, or just supplements in general, but creatine is basically the most safe, most cost-effective, uh, most bang for your buck supplement out there. It's proven to work. There's basically no side effects other than a little bit of water retention. You just drink a bunch of water to make sure you're hydrated and, and you, and you don't um, get dehydrated. Um, and that is going to help you put on weight. And I'm also taking some, um, some essential amino acids. So I'm adding protein powder, creatine, and essential amino acids into my diet, as well as I'm being very protein focused when I'm creating my meals. So my protein intake is increasing like 10%, um, 10% of my total macro breakdown is increasing it by protein. Um, my actual protein numbers are increasing by like 30 or 40%. Uh, and then obviously sleep, stretching, uh, rolling out your muscles, which I need to do today. All of that stuff is going to be paramount in me being able to complete this program successfully and actually seeing the results that I want to see. So all of that being said, we're starting the 20 rep squat program. I will keep you guys updated on how it is going. Um, it is going to be very, very interesting in six weeks from now. So, um, I theoretically, let's see for those wondering, if you don't give a shit, you just want to come back later. This is week one, two, three, four, five, six. Sorry. I'm counting on the calendar. The November 3rd podcast, assuming that I don't crack a rib again or get COVID again or something stupid that takes me out of training. The November 3rd snapped podcast should be titled the 20 rep squat program put X amount of pounds on my max or something like that. Here's how the 20 rep squat program worked. November 3rd, you will get these first six months results. And if this goes well, I plan on doing this once more. Um, I'll probably, I would probably take the month of, ooh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I would probably take the month of November off and then start the 20 rep squat program back up through December. Uh, Merry Christmas to my quads uh, through the early parts of January. And then for that month plus leading up, I would, I would be very heavy cardio focused, but we're trying to get the, uh, the power up, the strength up. And obviously that makes all of the lighter weight movements that much easier as well. 
Thank you guys for listening to me ramble. That is where I'm at with training. I'll keep you updated on the protein, on the training, on the squats, on the CrossFit that goes along with it and everything in between. And obviously we'll have some of those other episodes where we talk about other stuff as well. That's it. 20 rep squat program, by the way, I'm not doing this, but the original idea of this, this would fuck people up today. The original idea of nutrition with this was you're also supposed to drink a gallon of milk per day. It was called the squat and milk, uh, the squat and milk program. No shit. Look it up. The squat and milk program. The, the, the main principles where you do this, that squat protocol with the 20 reps, five pounds, every time you come back to the, to the workout and then nutritionally the base of your nutrition was you would drink a gallon of milk a day, which has like 120 grams of protein. Absolutely absurd. Probably why people have fucking lactose intolerance nowadays. Like everybody does that would murder me because I don't even drink milk uh, other than almond milk nowadays. And we're just going to get it through food and protein powder and not milk, but uh, that's absurd. So the, the milk uh, that maybe I should title that this, um, this episode, that fucking title, the squat 20 rep squat and milk program. We'll see. I've rambled long enough. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in how this goes or more details of what kind of sets and reps I'm adding of other movements and how I'm doing this and how I'm managing all of it, hit me up. Um, I know there's a hundred of you who listen out there each week. I see it every week. So thank you. Um, and we will be back next week. Peace.